This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by ArtCloud. ArtCloud's trusted by thousands of galleries, artists, and collectors worldwide. ArtCloud's all-in-one art management solution, an integrated art marketplace, is the fastest growing of its kind. You can use ArtCloud's marketplace to discover and buy exceptional pieces tailored for your taste, share your favorites with friends and fellow art enthusiasts, and even use the app to visualize artwork in your own space. If you're an artist or gallery, plug into ArtCloud's best-in-class art management platform, including easy-to-use client inventory management, sales assistance, and the opportunity to grow your business by placing your art on ArtCloud's booming marketplace. So, are you ready to explore ArtCloud? Registration's free, so sign up now on ArtCloud.com. That's spelled A-R-T-C-L-D.com. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. It's time for our annual end-of-year podcast, in which we take a moment to reflect on some of the major events in the art market and the art world over the past year. This year, we're joined by Judd Tolley, seasoned art market reporter, who's recently contributed to the Art Newspaper and the Rob Report. Judd, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Looking back on 2017, in your view, what were a few of the most notable storylines in the art market over the last year? Uh, well, one you couldn't uh, really help noticing was um, the um, Leonardo painting that was placed in the Christie's post-war and contemporary art sale last month that made its uh, $450.3 million. Uh, I mean, the idea of putting a 500-year-old painting in a contemporary sale was, you know, kind of an eye-opener. And then again, um, you've probably heard people were joking that uh, it made sense for it to be in a contemporary sale because 80% of it has been, you know, painted in the last 10 years. Um, I mean, that's uh, just showing that I think across the board, the auction houses are much more open to just bringing in works that are important and that from a marketing point of view, you know, have an impact. And that certainly was like a brilliant marketing campaign that Christie's um, launched regarding the Leonardo. I mean, for that matter, Sotheby's uh, in the same series of sales last month, they had um, Michael Schumacher's Formula One winning uh, Grand Prix racer Ferrari that, I mean, it, you know, made maybe 7 million, but that's, you know, kind of these outlier type things seem to be coming more common. Um, apart from that, I would say um, on a more, you know, the business level that guarantees are continuing to play a very big role in the auctions and um, both the third party types and then the full house guarantees and also the rise um, of Phillips, which is becoming more of a, you know, distant third, but still they're getting better property and they've been poaching the best talent from both Christie's and Sotheby's uh, for the past couple of years. So in terms of uh, uh, that specialist side and business getting side, it seems like it's making a bit of an impact. And um, the only other, I guess, thing that I would note was the uh, 
the industry, the auction industry has decided that it's best to pack everything into one week, meaning Impressionist Modern and Contemporary all in one week, which makes a very jammed um, uh, you know, series of, of sales as opposed to breaking it out over two weeks. And, you know, it seems to be, you know, working. I mean, the market seems, you know, strong. And so if we turn to looking at specific artists over the last year, which artists would you say were some of the biggest winners in 2017 and why? Yeah, well, um, you know, it's a fairly big field, but I would say uh, definitely one of the top performers was the German photographer, uh, conceptual artist Wolfgang Tillmans, uh, whose work has been uh, seemingly just gobbled up at auction, and it's, uh, I think it was a record price at uh, Sotheby's in November for one of his works that made almost $800,000. And, <laughs> excuse me, and, um, you know, typically that scale and date and type of work would, you know, be trading. They're not unique works. It's um, an addition of one plus one, but similar works would be, you know, more recently trading in the $300,000 range. Um, and as you go up, the uh, pecking order. Another big winner this year would be uh, Peter Doig um, with his Red House, um, sort of homage to uh, Edvard Munch that sold at Phillips for $21 million and change. Uh, Mark Grotjohn, <coughs> Sigmar Polka, uh, Roy Lichtenstein, and that's also interesting because as it seems, perhaps if you could possibly say Warhol um, taking somewhat of a backseat in terms of these pop art icons, uh, Lichtenstein had a very strong year with a relatively a late work from 95, uh, nude sunbathing made 24 million uh, <coughs> excuse me at auction while a somewhat earlier piece from 1977, female head made almost the same exact price at Sotheby's um, last month. Um, looking, and you know, some other you could say even categories. If one could, you know, Latin American art, very strong. Uh, Carmen Herrera setting record prices. Uh, also African. Excuse me. African American artists have been making waves at auction, um, and including Henry Taylor, Carrie James Marshall. Um, you know, it's it, it's sort of a, a fairly long list. And if we're going to talk about not so much the losers, but maybe softening or questioning, um, I would throw in. Um, the uh, Francis Bacon market, uh, which took a big hit in London in October when their Christie's cover lot bought in. It wasn't guaranteed. Uh, study of Red Pope from 1962, which was considered to be quite important. I just think that atmosphere at that very high level is, is kind of thin, and um, 
and a BI like that, I think, you know, takes the wind out a bit of these like super duper lots. And, you know, you might say the same about Gerhard Richter, where we haven't really seen any major, major works of his appear. Um, although Richter's uh, one-time cohort from East Germany, Sigmar Polka, was very strong this year. Um, what else could I say? Um, oh, Rudolf Stingel, another star uh, in terms of somewhat younger art. And on the uh, another side would be um, jumping all over the place. Lee Krasner, uh, Jackson Pollock's uh, widow, and now um, she's gaining traction with her works, both at auction and there was a recent at the Miami Art Basel Fair um, earlier uh, this month, one of her works, signature works, um, sold for, I believe it was uh, around $7 million at Paul Kasman Gallery. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's, um, it's always changing, um, and maybe a softening for artists like, slight softening, uh, Christopher Wool, uh, some of his word uh, paintings not quite getting the same dra- drama in the sales room. Um, yeah, but as I say, uh, or would like to say, you know, it depends on the specific work. It's never just, you know, the artist and the, you know, poster child for that this year would be the the Basquiat market where this untitled work from 1982 sold at Sotheby's, <clears throat> excuse me, um, for a you know world record price of 110.3 million, and yet the Basquiat El Duce that was offered the lot after the Leonardo made its record price at Christie's last month failed to sell, and that was a full guarantee by Christie's. So again, you can't you know you know, unless somebody's batting a thousand percent, you can't really say those, you know, that artist is doing, you know, fantastically or not so great. And now I wanted to touch on and ask your opinion about two aspects of the art market that were really hyped up as we entered the year in 2017. And I'm curious your thoughts as to if their impact on the art market, if it was overrated, underrated, or adequately rated for the buzz it got. The first is Instagram, which I think going into the year, and even last year as well, people talked about how transformative of a tool it can be, uh, in particular for galleries and dealers. Um, what's your take on its impact on the art market over the last year? Well, I mean, I hear that a lot in terms of um, it's, it's, it's a very easy uh, vehicle to use, and it's followed very closely. Um, and again, there's no, I mean, unlike say an auction or there's the, it's hard to get hard figures about what kind of sales are say generated. Um, but I know it's, it's a, I mean, I like Instagram and, you know, I like to take photographs. I mean, I'm not dealing in that space, but it's fun to look at some of the big players and, you know, like say, um, a Brett Gorvey, um, who, you know, is always, um, expounding on different art and artists 
uh, on that. And um, so I think it's, it's a very powerful tool, and I think it's fashionable, and I think it's probably growing. Again, um, maybe there's some metrics out there that could, you know, show exactly what kind of impact it is. But it's, you know, it's very different from the old days, say, of being in an auction room and somebody's holding up to the light a color transparency and, you know, trying to pass it around. Are you interested in this work? Um, you know, it's, um, you know, and then, um, yeah, so that would be my, um, general take on Instagram. It's, um, you would probably know how it's valued right now, but you know, it's, it's, it's a, um, I think it's a, it's a favorite plaything of the art world and the art market. And the second thing I wanted to touch on with you is online auctions, e-commerce, um, another area that had a lot of buzz going into the year, last few years, what would you say about uh, that area of the art market in 2017? Well, I think it's, you know, I think it's growing. I, I mean, the, the e-commerce, uh, I noticed, um, <clears throat> and um, Oliver Barker at Sotheby's even made a comment um, last month during the auction that one of the lots that sold went to an internet bidder and that was the first time in an evening sale that um, a lot had been won by um, and there was competition for it. Uh, It's still, it's a fraction of, you know, the overall picture, but obviously as more people become more comfortable using, um, you know, mobile devices, uh, you know, staying at home with their iPad and following the sales live, um, or just shopping that way, just as, you know, you can on practically, you know, on Amazon or any number of sites that it's growing, but it's still, it's still, you know, it's, it's getting less expensive, but in terms of maintaining it in the technology and, the staff uh, that's required, but it's, you know, it's, it's now, and especially you can see Sotheby's is pushing very hard in that realm. They were oddly slow starters after being one of the first to really invest tons of money into that space. This is years ago now, Um, because really, if you look back, ironically, again, speaking of Amazon, uh, Jeff Bezos, these early collaborators. Uh, this is before broadband, but they were collaborating, um, and it was a failure. So you know, this is a growing field, and I think it will you know, continue to gain traction. The problem is the you know there are just so many different sites, and you know, fighting for um, attention that it's. Um, yeah, it's a it's a very tough area, um, and I think it's it's one that requires still uh, huge amounts of uh, investment. And now let's go ahead and look ahead to 2018. What are some of the aspects of the art market you'll be following closely in the new year? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I'm interested in just seeing what is coming down the pike in terms of 
star property from all of the houses and whether the um, impact, I mean, we're certainly not going to see another Leonardo pop up I'm, uh, in the near future as far as I can see, but um, just exactly where the auctions are, you know, trying to um, capitalize on and what artists are going to be uh, predominant. Um, as I was mentioning before, um, you know, the titans of that market like Gerhard Richter um, and uh, Andy Warhol have had somewhat mixed results and whether that's going to cool uh, off consigners or whether the houses have to invest directly and put their necks out with more, you know, full-bodied guarantees. Um, and also um, whether younger artists, the ones that, say, typically you would see in a Phillips sale, uh, even sale, uh, and that was their kind of niche. That seems to be somewhat getting dimmer and dimmer, and it's more reliant on more of the chip uh, of artists. And so, in that sense, it's less interesting. Um, and again, price points at these auctions are just you know, per lot are just going higher and higher and higher. And it's kind of making that field, it's broader in the sense of global participation, especially from Asia. And um, I mean, I believe, for instance, looking back at Sotheby's Impressionist Modern Sale, Evening Sale, in November, of their top uh, sold to Asian uh, buyers, which is extraordinary. So I'm going to keep an eye out on that. And just as you would see um, some of the art fairs, you know, going to Hong Kong to, you know, capture some of that market, it seems all three of the big houses, at least in this fine art field, are, you know, adding staff to Asia. And, uh, you know, the American market remains, you know, terrifically strong. I'm also, you, you've seen, um, you know, like who might pop up as far as new players on the specialist side. Um, notably this last, late this last year, Laura Paulson, who was a longtime uh, Rainmaker at Christie's has left Christie's, and um, you know we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, you know art agency partners and what they're contributing to Sotheby's. Um, whether Phillips is going to continue to be able to you know uh, these hundred plus evening sales, and just where the um, you know where uh, sellers are going to be uh, putting their you know faith in um, in uh, in the houses, and of course the big 800-pound gorilla coming year is the uh, Rockefeller uh, collection, all of which is the proceeds are going to charity, and of course that's going to be I don't know uh, impacted or not by this recent 
tax reform bill that just passed that's going to eliminate, um, as of, I think, January 2nd, uh, charitable contributions. So, you know, who knows what, uh, what that's going to do. Um, so, yeah, so um, I think looking to the next six months, the crystal ball maybe is a bit foggy, but um, the market is strong, and uh, it seems that uh, you look at Wall Street uh, and other financial markets that you'd think the art market is going to cruise along. And speaking of the crystal ball, uh, just a last question. Do you have any bold predictions? So maybe they don't come true. We won't hold them against you. But one or two bold predictions for something that might happen in the art market or the art world in 2018. Well, it would be fun if if, uh, Louis Guzer at Christie's could stage a billion-dollar evening auction. I'm sure he's working on it. And he's, I'm, I'm referring, of course, to the um, uh, co-head or co-chairman of, of Christie's post-war and contemporary art, who is credited, uh, gives, got most of the credit for, um, for putting the Leonardo in the, um, in the evening sale. And, uh, but I don't think, you know, they're going to be putting any of David Rockefeller's uh, porcelains in, uh, you know, contemporary evening sale. Uh, be that as it may. Yeah. So, okay. So a billion dollar evening auction. Or, I like it. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, if it happens, you called it. If it didn't, we won't hold it against you. Uh Judd, thanks so much for coming on and really recapping 2017 with us. Um, a lot of great memories over the past year and a lot of really eventful things that happened in the art market. And uh, we were happy you could join us to uh, review everything. And our listeners should always read your writing. I really enjoy it. I recommend they do. We can get all of your writing on your website now. Is that right? What's that address? Yes, it's uh, juddtully.net. Perfect. Thanks so much again, Judd. Really appreciate it. Sure thing, Adam. Thanks to ArtCloud for sponsoring this week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast. Trusted by thousands of galleries, artists, and collectors worldwide, ArtCloud's all-in-one art management solution, an integrated art marketplace, is the fastest growing of its kind. Use ArtCloud's marketplace to discover and buy exceptional pieces tailored for your taste, share your favorites with friends and fellow art enthusiasts, and use the app to visualize artwork in your own space. If you're an artist or gallery, plug into ArtCloud's best-in-class art management platform, including easy-to-use client inventory management, sales assistance, and the opportunity to grow your business by listing your art on ArtCloud's booming marketplace. Are you ready to explore ArtCloud? Registration's free, so sign up now on ArtCloud.com. That's spelled A-R-T-C-L-D.com. And request a demo today.